Guys, I really like maps. That's, that's my cold open. I just really <laughs> like them. And I'm really excited that we're all gathered around a table with some blank paper in front of it. It's a metaphor. It's optimism. It's endless possibility. It's charting our own course. Let's join the party season two. I can't believe we're starting the episode with this shocking revelation about <laughs> you and maps. I didn't think we were going to do true crime so early in our life Man. in Multitude. <laughs> Where you start with the solution? Is that how true crime does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Pl- plink, plink. Plink, 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 plink. I met Amanda what she was looking at a map. Plink, 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 plink. There's a sale at the Shrimp Shack. Plink, 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 plink. All right, so the reason why we are all gathered here is we are going to play a map-making game to establish the town and then eventual city that we are going to live and breathe and play in in Join the Party Campaign 2, the Join Campaign. I've been thinking about Ooh, this a lot in terms of That's titling. a reveal. So the last thing, the last one was the party campaign. I think this is the join campaign, oh. and then all of the titling is going to be join the or join something. So season three season is going to be the, 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 the campaign. Cool. If we get to season three, I'm going to do something different. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait. So wait, do you mean that we are going to be basing our campaign around one city instead of a traditional adventuring map with many cities? Yes. Because we are in a modern campaign, I do want to keep it a little tighter to give you more of a space in which to live and work in and for people to understand you. And we're going to end up talking about this a little later, but I'm shooting for like a city somewhere in between the size of Pittsburgh to Portland. So Pittsburgh is like 200, 300,000 people and Portland is like 600,000. So like in terms of size, I'd say like level C, like if New York City and LA is A, and then like like Chicago and Dallas and Philadelphia's B, I'm gonna shoot for like a C sized level city. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So the way that we're going to do this is I did a games thing. Of course Yay. you did. It did. The gamesman did a games the thing. The gamesman did a games thing, that's true. Strikes again. <laughs> Eric, why are you wearing a cape? I'm always wearing a cape. Eric, this is where'd you get that different. Zorro mask? Was uh, it on sale after Halloween? Well, everyone put the blade away. I, I like the rapier actually. <laughs> no one knows that I'm not using this stuff at all times. <laughs> it is weird that he carries an adventurer's pack with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> Listen, it's just you, a lot of rope. You'll never know when you'll need rope and candles and caltrops. <laughs> yeah, but like, why does the dungeoneer pack have 10 darts in it? Why does it have 14 things of chapstick? Don't know. That's your that's your backpack. Bro. Oh, right. Different. So totally different all thing. The time. I do keep a tube of chapstick in the pocket of every coat I own. And As always the left one. Well, that's mm-hmm. just smart. Yeah. Uh, 14 is a bit excessive. <laughs> I don't think I have 14 coats, no. So this has nothing to do with the game that I came yes, up with. Yes, tell us about the game. <laughs> all right. So I love Avery Adler. She is one of my favorite game designers, game creators, and she created a game called the, A Quiet Year, which is all about map making and building a community from scratch over the course of a year. And she also has a game called Monster Hearts where you play as a teenage monster in like a high schoolish world, like very Riverdale, very melodramatic. My real life. Yes, where Julia is just a ghoul in a love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was my high school experience. It sounds about right. I really like the way that Avery allows players to be a part of the map making, even there is a DM or a GM or someone who's running the show. It's really about everybody putting the stuff together. So I did hack a lot of the stuff from A Quiet Year and the ethos that's inspired from Monster Hearts for all of us to put this together and and make it. Um, So there is going to be some reading. Also, this is the first time that all of us have done this. I have not told Amanda, Julia, or Brandon how we're going to do this. I did introduce kind of the history that doesn't really affect them as people. They have like a rough idea, and I'm not really going to get into those events, but I am going to give events that are going to spur all of us to be map 
makers together and how we're going to chart the course of this small town becoming a larger city. So I'm going to read out the document that I created, and I'm definitely going to post this document uh, later in the episode description so you guys can all kind of follow along as well. So welcome to the map game. Ooh, thank you for welcoming me. There hello. You I also wrote in, uh, let everyone say hello back to me. We did hello. it. I just sang map game at you. Is that okay? Map game. Yeah, that's acceptable. Cool. Map game. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the plan is to create a small town together, and then we're going to slowly grow it over four periods, totaling three decades. So we're going to shoot from 1988 to 2020, where we're going to end and where the campaign is going to pick up. Wait, it's 2020. We're living in the future. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's 2019. But when people are listening, it's going to be the future. The See? city of tomorrow. City on the move. <laughs> so we're <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we have two maps in front of us. They're these two blank pieces of paper. Uh, the first, uh, we're going to turn it into the small town in which we start, and then on the second map, we're going to use the small town as a locust point to grow a big city around it. So since we're all doing this together, our roles aren't to control specific characters or necessarily act out specific scenes where you own characters. Instead, we all act as abstract social forces within the community. At any point, we might be representing a single person or a great many. This is a story about social forces and their impact on land rather than being about specific individuals. However, if specific individuals come up, we'll make sure to note them. As we introduce interesting challenges for the community and then figure out how to address them, tensions will emerge that ultimately reveal the character and future of the community. One of the players will be acting as a quasi-DM, which is me, as I've prepared the events to delineate what the errors are, and I have some ideas about what the reasons are of why things are happening. Uh, I'm also going to introduce some characters and some elements that I want your opinion on as we establish the setting for the campaign. Um, we're going to be using this as an introduction to D&D, so it may feel a touch railroaded, but only because we all kind of agreed on what the larger history would be. So I feel pretty secure that we're all on the same page, and I feel like everyone kind of bought in, which is different than what a usual game of a quiet year where you start from scratch and everyone needs to like have a conversation. So basically, instead of like coming to session one and you giving us a map and then figuring out what happened, we get to make the map with you. And then in session one, we figure out why all those things happen. How exactly. to break your map. Yeah. <laughs> or how to live in it and how you are going to put other things in there. Friend, I, think I don't know how you can break a city. I think <laughs> I'm entrenched. Is that like, a challenge? I'm making this too big that Brandon can't ruin it. He's like, well, Brandon's character destroyed the bridge, I guess. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. <laughs> These things happen. So the first thing we're going to do is establish the town map. We are now going to start the game, guys. Yay. Yay. So we're going to establish the landscape. As we play, we're going to add to this map to reflect the town's growth and the decisions we make along the way. We talked about starting our town as a summer community of about 100 families. Um, so let's talk about where the uh, houses go. Where would a summer community be centered around or near? In Lake Placid, there's a lake. Maybe, like, is it around a forest? Is it around a river? Uh, what do you think is, like, the central feature of this neighborhood? I gotta go lake. I mean, yeah, it has to be water. Gotta be lake. I'm into it. Kind. Yeah. A lake's fine. Yeah, lake, river, either one. Maybe it's a lake that feeds into an ocean or some other larger body. It could be like a, an eddy of mm -hmm. a river, like mm -hmm. a river, and then it mm -hmm. has a little like cove almost that the town is centered around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did send you guys the map before. So it's what's interesting about this is that this town is very close to the Hudson River, mm -hmm. which, for those of you who don't know, runs on the right side of New York State in between New York and Vermont and Connecticut and all those other 
states over there. So we're going to be pretty high north. So this is going to be the division between New York State and Vermont. So this totally can lead into the river mm-hmm. if that's what something that we're interested in. I think that does make sense from yeah. just like a if a major city is going to develop around it, you need to have a port of call, so to speak. So like yeah. you need to have a way for them to transport things in and out that isn't just by like rail. Yeah, I think it has to. Like even even today now, like something like I'm making this up, but something like 70 or 80 percent or whatever of international trade is by boat. And I assume if we're going to do the clean energy type game, some of that would be shipped internationally, too. So we'd have Mm -hmm. to have some sort of port. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. So for everybody, we're going to post the photos of this map as well. So I made a small lake in the middle of the piece of paper. I'm just using regular computer paper. I put a small lake in the middle with a little tributary that is going to eventually lead back to the river. And I made little boxes with hats on them to represent (laughs) the larger houses. I assume that, and this might be a thing that since I've been to Lake Placid, and I know Amanda has as well, like there's a lot of houses that are directly on the lake Mm -hmm. or some that are a little bit behind. Mm -hmm. So I'm just representing them with the uh, these little housey things that are around. Another thing about a quiet year, which I love, is that like you don't have to be good at drawing. It's just like enough to represent the thing that we're doing. We're really going to try not to use words, and it's all going to be like cartography and simple symbols and things that we might understand. I like this idea of like how to how to draw a house square with hat square with hat. It's right. <laughs> and now we're going to go around and introduce one detail about the local terrain. Either it's going to be natural or man-made, and then you're going to draw that onto the map. So anyone can go because I already did my thing. So I want you all to have a shot to put something in this town. It can either be like a environmental thing, like oh, there's a hill over there. There's um a different river that leads into uh, the Hudson, or there's like a big rock that people sit on. And th- but also you can put stuff in the town, like um I don't want to name businesses, but like little either a business or a service or a different neighborhood that's in a, a kind of a place that's off of it. So go ahead. So we have a lot of residential area over here. I think it would make sense to have sort of a business district. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes sense to kind of locate the business district on either the north or south end of the river leading into the lake. Yeah. Because that's kind of the drive into town. And then if we have the residential surrounding the lake, you know, you're driving in and out of town to get to the businesses. So what do we think? North or south? I think if we're talking about New York State, people tend to drive from the south of the state north. So I think it makes sense to have the town on the south side of the river. Julia is drawing one long rectangle and she's dividing it into multiple boxes. I like a little Main Street. A little Main Street. I like that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to do a geological feature. Mm. Yeah. I think um, there's going to be some sort of like elevation um, among these houses. So generally speaking, at least in the like... Lake Town communities that I've seen, there's like the normal wealthy houses, and then there's like the ones that are like, oh, like Bill Gates definitely lives in that house, right? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like in the hills surrounding it's the, the one town. With the view yeah. always. Oh, with the view, yeah. Yeah. So the, because the river is leading to the center of the page from the right of the page, and this is um, a portrait style paper. On the left quadrant, I'm going to make sort of a hill over here. Nice. And it's going to sort of be sectioned off from the. Cool rest of the town it's like the opposite side as the river like the left houses are like elevated yeah oh so it kind of overlooks the lake and also the business district i like that yeah that is cool cute little town can i do like a public service yeah no that sounds great knowing 
you know, summer towns as well, there's always kind of like the towny part where maybe tourists come in for the summer and hang out on Main Street, but the townies are somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So on the left-hand side of the lake, kind of near the base of the mountain range that Brandon just indicated, I want to do like a public dock and kind of swimming zone uh, where townies go to like, you know, launch their kayaks into the lake or hang out or go drink at night. Sounds good. So I just drew a little dock. It looks kind of like a centipede uh, like on it. the left-hand side of the lake. <laughs> oh, uh, no, a little giant bit, bugs! <laughs> a little bit below the foothills of Brandon's uh, mountain range. Wonderful. I did the lake in the middle, so I'm going to take the first crack at the businesses. Okay. I want there to be, like, a really small public library. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, especially when you're up this far, like... You need to have a public library in at least the cute small town nearby because there's only so many in all these places. So I'm going to pick this one. And I like it's like we're zooming in on it. it. Like when you're looking at New England and it's like, oh, that is where Delaware is. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so I'm going to pull that out. and I'm going to make a book. So Eric's doing a little bit toward the right hand side of town, but very in the middle of the main street. And then I think it's just going to be the name of town public library. And we are going to get to naming the town later. Excellent. In actual Lake Placid, the ice cream shop used to be next to the library. So I would love to put an ice cream shop uh, right next to the library, right in the middle of town. Do a little cone. I'm going to do a little cone. (laughs) Do you have a name for the ice cream shop? Ma's. (laughs) Okay. It's Ma's Ice Cream Shop. So for the... Shop closest to the lake, Amanda took me to a very, very good coffee shop when I was in Lake Placid for my bachelorette party. Oh, that place is dope. It is very, very good. It's very, like, farmy in a lot of ways. And so I kind of imagine everyone goes there for their morning coffee kind of thing. And there's always, like, cute little pastries and croissants and whatnot. Love it. And they make a dope, like, really thick hot chocolate. Nice. I'm going to name it Thornhills. Thornhills Coffee. Love it. What are you going to add, Brandon? Uh, the thing that was always in these, like, suburban Texan towns, because every Texan town likes to think that they're still from, like, the 1950s. So there's always either a roller rink or a bowling alley. Mm. Mm. Bowling alley. Or a combo roller rink and bowling alley. <laughs> I got yeah, my roller on... rink. I, I got, got my bowling, bowling spot. I, I got, got my combination <laughs> roller rink and bowling <laughs> spot. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They're a roller rink. Yes, Brandon. Tuesday, Thursday, they just bowl. This is the kind of animation that you bring to the join the party team. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's actually probably almost like on the outskirt of town. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to put it over here. Oh, Oh, man. I bet 100% there's a shitty bar in there, huh? Incredible. 100%. I mean, like, there's going to be a shitty bar in the district, the shopping district, too, I think. But there is also definitely like a. One dollar Michelob Ultra special. <laughs> they're they're known for their. They only sell one drink, and it's um, a shareable drink, and it's an orb. And they have like a bunch of different multi hyper colored liquors that look like a swirling bowling ball. Sure, and it's, it's called the bowling ball. I'm into uh, it. And then and you else... only get three straws because there's only three holes in a bowling. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, "Can I just get a beer?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> you can get your Michelob Ultra in town if you want a high life. Get over there. It looks like I just drew like a spooky ghost with a shoe, but that's <laughs> fine. That's fair. I think I'm stealing this from an N64 game, but I'll just call it Ast- like Astrolane. Astrolane is good. I like that. Oh, that's good. They're always like weirdly sci-fi themed. Oh no, my mechanical pencil that's so helpful for map making ran out of lead. I need to go to the tool shop. <laughs> tool shed. That's what I meant to say. 
I need to go to the tool shed. Excuse me. <laughs> you open the tool shed and it's just reams and reams of pencil lead. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally makes out. sense for me. Hey, it's Eric. Usually we do something a little bit out of time, a little bit out of place here, but I think that it's just kind of nice if uh, you just hear me talking about something that I like and I'm just honest about it. I'm sure your couch is really nice. My couch is really nice. I have a blanket that I throw over myself when I'm at home. I'm spending time talking to my friends. We're all fully prepared on the internet to talk to each other by Skype, by Google Hangouts, by Zoom. I actually know how to use Zoom, which is really fun. And, you know, it, it's it's definitely scary outside. I'm not saying that it's not. And intentionally isolating yourself and knowing that it's a thing that you need to do to keep your community safe is difficult. But the thing about humans and what we learn from Dungeons & Dragons is that they're resourceful and they're resilient and they get great feats. So I think that we're going to ultimately be okay. But... The responsibility is that we just need to be nice to each other and remember that it's not about whether or not you get sick. It's about whether or not the people around you do. And if you're being considerate to others, ultimately it's okay. Also, all of the TV show Slings and Arrows, which is about Shakespeare and ghosts, is on YouTube. And there's a really young Rachel McAdams in it, so you should just watch that. Welcome to the mid-roll. First of all, thank you to everyone who has joined our Patreon. I am Renegade, Scarlito, Kylie Sue, Sarah, Brooke, Hunter, Austin, Zoe, B, Elizabeth, and Mamoon. You're just in time because we're doing something special for the start of Campaign 2, the Join Campaign. To immortalize everyone who's decided to support art that they love with their human dollars, we're going to read the name out of every single Join the Party patron in the credits of Episode 1 of Campaign 2. That's right, that's everyone! That means anyone who is an active patron on March 31st, 2020, both our current crew and anyone who joins in the next couple weeks, will get their name immortalized in the credits of the first episode of Campaign 2. So join by March 31st at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod for access to our patron-only Discord, bonus material for both campaigns, and even early access to episodes. That is patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Dungeon Crate is a monthly RPG subscription box designed to enhance your tabletop experience. We've got a sample box last month, and we've been using all of the tools and little items that they sent in for the new campaign. There's some metal coins that you can use for gameplay, there's tabletop terrain, there's minis, pins and patches and buttons, dice, and of course, original encounters that can be played in any campaign setting. So make sure you check out DungeonCrate.com, D-U-N-G-E. O-N-C-R-A-T-E dot com and claim your $5 discount on new subscriptions with the code JOINTHEPARTYDC. That's $5 discount with the code JOINTHEPARTYDC. I also want to tell you about Multiverse. I found out about Multiverse on Twitter late last year, and I have to tell you I'm so excited that the Kickstarter launches today. Multiverse is an online gaming platform dedicated to making gaming more intuitive, more inclusive, and more accessible. That sounds like us. Their tools make it as easy as possible to make, play, stream, and share tabletop role-playing games with a marketplace for creators. You can build with pixel art, both on PC and mobile. You just jump into your next adventure with friends, whether across the table or across the world, in just a click. That means you can do battles on screen, which is super cool. Their library of combat animations and effects let you play out exactly what's happening on screen. You can even stream on Twitch. 
so everyone gets to see everything that you're doing. So check out their Kickstarter running through April 17th using the link in the episode description. They're also at playmultiverse.com. Okay, we'll see you next week with our last pregame episode, The City. We'll have a little treat for you in the following week, so look out for that. But until then, on April 7th, Campaign 2 officially begins. But for now, let's get back to the world building. Okay, we're back. All right, so now uh, we're going to move to another phase in the town building, uh, and we're going to name our resources. So I'm going to put a little table at the bottom, and one side is going to be abundance, and the other side is scarcity. Uh, this is something that I took directly from uh, A Quiet Year, which I really love. And uh, the way to make a better idea of what the town is dealing with is you want to name the important resources for the community. And something might be in abundance, there might be a lot of it, or something might be in scarcity and there's not a lot of it. And we can come up with examples that are like services, like infrastructure. So one example I have is transportation. We can have something that's literal, a literal resource like fish. Or we can have something that's more of an idea or the way that people interact with each other or like sociological, like openness. So we're all going to go around and choose a resource. And that makes it important if it wasn't already. So if you pick gasoline, it becomes something that our community wants and needs, even if it has it or doesn't have it. So what I did and what we had talked about before is that I want to add science to the abundance list. Science. And just because I'm the DM, I'm just going to drop it in there. But we're going to choose which is in abundance or scarcity out of the ones that you guys come up with. So I chose science because we had talked about that there is a mad scientist or a reclusive inventor who lives in the area. So I want to ask everyone, where do you think their house is? Um, They're not wealthy yet, right? No, they're just... A uh, mythical creature to the community at the moment. I, I think they might be like either a little far back into a forest or farther back on the hill, but like like they were on the hill before they started building the fancy houses there mm-hmm. or whatever. I think they'd be a little further back, like kind of the back ridge, the like top left corner. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like um, Wish and Hansel and Gretel far back, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like they would have built their home and they would have been living there for a while before it started like really cropping up because they were like. Uh, they built their house here because they wanted to get away from everyone. Yeah. Right. And then it started like popping off in terms of a really nice place to live. I would like to put it in the bottom right. I yeah. do like the idea of of the of that it was in the rich part, but I also kind of wanted to be like farther away. Like you, you, you gotta take a totally different road to get yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe like they that. got like an old dairy farm for cheap or something. Ooh, I do like that. Um, yeah. That's the other thing. Is there anything uh, interesting about their house? What makes it stand out? Hmm. I like the idea of kind of like an old farmhouse that probably was bought for the cheap with the hope that someone would renovate it, and then it wasn't really renovated. <laughs> <laughs> it, ha- it definitely has a barn where like, that's like their a, workshop. Or yeah. like an old silo that doesn't yeah, operate yeah. I was anymore. just thinking silo. Old silo. Yay! There's that really specific one when you're driving in and out of Lake Placid yeah. that's just like a big stone one that's like yeah. half dissembled. Heck yeah. All right, wonderful. So you now- about to give the silo a hat. Does no. the silo have a hat? Yeah. No, it, it's it's Sometime. broken down. Oh, okay. That's fair. It has no hat. It no is a broken, hat. broken silo. Where is hat, though? <laughs> it blew off. Big okay. silo, no hat? Big silo, no hat. This this game is fun. Um, <laughs> so I want you all to name your resources. What do you think that the town cares about? Seafood. Obviously, like freshwater <laughs> seafood. Okay. But specifically, because I love flavor, and also by flavor I mean cuisine, <laughs> Crayfish. Yay. Yes. Also known as crawdads, also known as mountain lobsters. Are they different from crawfish? 
So it depends. There's different like names for it and different species, but this mm. is like the subspecies. Mm. And I used to, when my family members lived up in kind of the Albany suburbs, every once in a while we would go to a river and my cousin and I would flip rocks and grab the little like crawdads. And, mm. uh, I love that. Yeah. You know. I didn't know we had those upstate. Yeah. Uh, Do you just want to say like shellfish in general? So like how about seafood and shellfish that are available in this area of the world? Yes, I like that. I'm just thinking like what the town's specialty will be like 30 years from now as well. And I want it to be mountain lobsters. This is hilarious. Remember this for later. Yes. But um, yeah, let's say I want to say shellfish. And that's what we're going to call it. Perfect. I am going to say opportunity. And in my mind, it is a scarcity. Like having an economy that kind of caters to like a summer population, you're going like it's hard to take risks and people expect things to be the way it was the summer before. So Mm. if you want to start a new business, if you want to do something weird, if you don't want to run a coffee shop, people be like, where's the coffee shop? And there's just like an expectation that things will always be the way they were, both for the people who like run the town and the businesses and also for those coming summer after summer. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Super like that as an abstract. Yeah. Maybe change is a better word. Like it limits the amount of change I that like can change. happen in the town. Okay. Which is ironic given the point of this uh, <laughs> game, but I love it. Change is interesting. I'll do opportunity slash change and we'll figure out how that shakes out. Okay, cool. Okay. I do want to do something about openness or welcomeness. It's a resource right now. Um, I think the, the town right now is it is still small. It is still open and welcoming to outsiders because they support their economy and then I'm interested to see how that changes. Cool. Is there a difference between welcomeness and openness? Or is there one you're shooting for? Like openness is like, yeah, come through, do whatever you want. But welcomeness is like, you can come. I think it's more of the welcomeness then. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're welcome in this way only. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like welcomeness. I think that's very interesting. It's super like Amity at the beginning of Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Where they keep telling her, they're like, you'll never be an Islander, but welcome. <laughs> <laughs> or like any southern town that yeah. exists. Yeah. That's <laughs> interesting. I think it could be characterized, depending on what we want, as an abundance or a scarcity. Like, mm-hmm. It could be scarce in that you're welcome in only this way. Or it could be yeah. abundant in like, anyone is welcome under these rules. Yeah. Well, let's make our choices. So yeah. I think it's up to you three. Which would you like to be the abundance? Shellfish, opportunity, or welcomeness? Shellfish. Oh, do you only have one abundance? Mm-hmm. And the other two are going to be scarce because I chose, as the DM, uh, I chose science. What if the other word is better than what was Openness. Um, openness is, as a scarcity makes more sense? Yes. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think so. Because it's like we are open in this limited way, which is as many people can come spend dollars here. Let me throw a wrench into this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what if we did welcomeness as an abundance? And then shellfish was scarce, but it is a delicacy. Okay. That makes sense. And then, yeah. it, because I think what Brandon was trying to get at before is that whether or not they hold on to their welcomeness as things change. Yes. Mm. And cool. that's the tension. I'm into yeah. it. Gotcha. Okay. And what will happen to shellfish? More shellfish? More shellfish. Less shellfish? I mean, I, I could go? talk about this more as the, the town grows. Shellfish have hat? Shellfish? shellfish have hat? Wait, hold on. How how shellfish have hat? <laughs> they shellfish no hat? Okay. So now uh, everyone is going to take the one that they have, and they're going to put a feature on the map to demonstrate the fact that there is an abundance or a scarcity of the thing that they suggested. So, Brandon, since you are abundance, I want you to go first. Okay. How do, would you demonstrate that there is an abundance of welcomeness in this town? <laughs> <laughs> Mayhaps a welcome center. Mayhaps a Mayhaps. welcome sign. Mayhaps a giant crawfish. <laughs> Yay! Yay! 
that waves its claw back and forth. Oh. Mountain lobster, mountain lobster. Oh, good boys. Wait, I think we just came up with the hockey team name. The Mountain Lobsters! The Mountain Lobsters. All right, I'm put, I'll put that under my hat for Thank later. Thank you. Fuck, I want this merch so bad. Mountain Lobsters. Oh, mountain fuck. Lobsters. So good. Waving across me. the river from Main Street. Hello, I am Lobster. It's a mechanical. His, his claw just oh, waves back and forth all day long. What I also like about this is that the bowling alley yeah. is outside of it. Yep. <laughs> he's got to be neon too, right? Like or, he's outlined in neon. So no, I, don't th- like I don't think he's neon. I think he's like old and, paint. and rusted. Oh, okay. But yeah. he does have spotlights uh-huh. Uh-huh. on the bottom. He's so he's seen. always lit. I love that. And that's what welcomes you into town? Yeah. Wonderful. And there, there's like probably writing either on him or a sign that says like, welcome to blah, 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 population four. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's like, And when people give directions like, well, you go down to the river and then uh, you turn right at the lobster. And they're it's like, what? Good. And they're like, excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> the, the you can't miss it. It's a giant lobster. It's a, it's a giant mountain lobster. It's giant not a real lobster. lobster. <laughs> it's a crayfish. <laughs> he is. He's okay. a crayfish. Um, Julia, you can decide whether or not you want that to stand for shellfish as well. But uh, you do have the chance to put what a scarcity of shellfish looks like in the town. I think that there has to be like one restaurant in town that serves that specialty but no one else does 100 percent. okay cool because they've murdered everyone else who tried yeah i'm just gonna do like a plate with a small lobster that's great so that one is going to be our seafood house yes so i put the seafood house on the most right corner of the town the first thing people see when they come into town pretty much yeah very good i like that cool and then uh, amanda how does a scarcity of opportunity uh, look. Now, I do have a question. Did Seafood House original owners put up giant crayfish? Ooh, I like. I like that as idea. And I that think, it was so successful and iconic. And I like that now, like, there's not enough shellfish to, like, sustain their business. But they have to stay. <laughs> yeah. They have. They can't not change. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me think of a way to, to draw this. My first thought was, like, maybe the high school has no career office. And... <laughs> And that is what represents it because it's kind of like, oh, well, you know what you're going to do. It's the family thing. Underfunded high school. Yeah. Put in underfunded high school. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. It could be a K through 12, too. I think it should go in the upper right hand corner. Yeah. Because the bowling alley was probably built originally to like serve, you know. Just walk downhill to the the bowling alley. Cool. So I'll kind of center it in like the upper right quadrant. Yeah. Great. Like it. Amanda did fantastic stairs on that. Look at that. So fancy. So I made a long school with a center doors, some stairs leading forward, and then a, uh, a like track ring around the front uh, like yard. That. How did like you draw that. so many disaffected teenagers, too? Whoa. It's amazing. Mm. They're all like kind of smoking blunts, but you don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, is it, is so it... many jewels? What? Is this a high Not school? Or... <laughs> no, it's tobacco and a pipe. Um, is this K through 12 or is this a high school? I think K through 12 makes the most sense given that it is a pretty small town. Yeah, I think it's the same complex. We have a K to 6 building and then a high school building. Great. Love like that. It. Yeah. And it's possible that maybe another K to 6, like somewhere else in a neighboring town, feeds into this high school, mm-hmm. That's true. which happens in a lot of places. Yeah. Oh, Julia and Amanda, yes. would you like to name your uh, buildings? Ooh, I do I, like Seafood House. It's just called yeah. Seafood House. Or perhaps Crawfish House. Chris Crawfish House. Craw- I do like or, that. Sorry, Crayfish House. Crayfish House. We're going to have to get the... the, the crawfish are again. in Louisiana, yeah. but Crayfish are up 
Yeah, Steve. but also like there's crawdads too, and a bunch of other different names. Well, I like mountain lobsters. <laughs> mountain lobster is my favorite of the names. We'll come to. We'll just call it mountain lobster house for now. Gotcha. And we'll come back to it if it pops off. Uh, Amanda, would you like to name your high your K through twelve? Yes, I think the K to six is John Brown Elementary School, mm. and the high school is the North Country High School. Ooh. Because that's what locals call the uh, upper half of New York is the North Country. And John Brown, famous abolitionist, uh, lived up there near Lake Placid. Love right. it. Let's pick the name of our town. Ooh. So if you have something for whole cloth, we will do it. But you must provide a town suffix, at least. Like Berg, Ville, town, all that stuff. What I will pose, and this is only because I this is what I had written down as a name saver, and Amanda kept telling me that she liked it. I was just calling it Lake Town. Yeah. Lake Town, <laughs> Lake Town, Lake Town, Lake, Lake Town. Mostly because I am with Amanda where I want it to turn to Lake Town City. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Lake Town really City, funny. baby. Lake, Lake Town, Town Mountain Lobster. It sounds like the island you go to in Yu-Gi-Oh for a dueling tournament. Yes, <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so are we agreed on Lake, Lake Town? Town? All Lake the Town, way. Lake, Lake Town, Lake and then Town, becoming Lake, Lake Town City. Lake Town, Lake Town, Lake Town. All right, you guys take a nap. Brandon, what do you think? It's not good, but I like it. <laughs> I agree. I 100 percent agree with that. That's Lake true. Town I do think it's Lake Town City, all each one word. It's so good, which I find very interesting. Oh, I thought it was just Lake Town as one word. Well, they could be, but then Lake-ton? when it comes to city. <laughs> It's yeah, it's Laketon. People say oh Laketon, right? And they're like, no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's Lake Town. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, it's and the then, opposite that. of what every other town does. And then yeah. as it expanded, it had to be Lake Town City and broken Town out. City. Maybe yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I've it's heard of your so famous dumb. mountain lobsters in Laketon. No, 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 no. no. Lake uh, Town. Lake Town. You're clearly not from around here. All right. Yes. Now we have our map for Lake Town. This is going to be Lake Town, 1985. Ooh. Synth wave. All right. Now that we've named this Lake Town and then the eventual Lake Town City, that concludes the town portion of the map game. Tune in next time where we talk about what makes a city a city. Map Lake, game. Lake Town City. Lake Town City. Follow your dreams. Lobsters, yeah. <laughs>